0: Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that might be a little hot button topic. It might be something that's a little controversial and maybe maybe in the past I might have shied away from really talking about this, from really letting myself go there. But I think it's a really important thing. I was doing an interview last week and this conversation came up about how we switched careers and how we did something different than what maybe people envision us to be doing for the rest of our lives and how we struggled with that. And also on the flip side of it, how it's okay and how it's how we've navigated that. And so I knew that there's probably some listeners out there. I know I've got a lot of teachers listening on the other end of this, and I wanted to be able to share some perspective or to shed some light on how do you handle the guilt of walking away from a career where it's almost expected that you basically just, you know, like sign away your life and give your blood, sweat and tears to it. So let's talk about how do we handle the guilt of walking away from the teaching profession? And really, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a nurse, um, whatever profession that you have, if you're thinking about taking a step away from it, how do you handle that guilt? I think this episode is going to be really helpful no matter what profession you're in. But specifically, if you are a teacher, I know this will kind of help you and and maybe just open your eyes a little bit to to what's out there. So let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today, so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So before we dive into today's conversation I would like to ask you to just take 30 minutes out of your day I know we have so many new listeners here on the podcast I am so grateful for every single one of you for continuing to show up here on the podcast to press play to put me in your earbuds it seems crazy that I'm you know reaching as many people as I am but I know some of you um, still haven't left a review on the show and it's a really great way to say thank you to me and to the show for continuing for two years plus to put out content for you every single week so if you could just go over to Apple scroll down to the bottom, click write a review. It doesn't have to be anything lengthy, just a quick sentence telling us what you love about the Freelancer to CEO podcast, why you keep coming back for more. I would so appreciate it. Like I said, it takes 30 seconds out of your day and it would really help us because it, again, pushes this podcast out. I don't know if that if you've been to your new podcast app in the Apple, if you have Apple, of an Apple phone. Um, but when you go to the beginning and you click listen now, there's a lot of new ways to recommend new stuff to people. So I I get more things to discover. There's a whole section on based on your listening. So if you are loving a show, if you are saying that you love this show, it's going to get recommended to more people based on what they're listening to as well and if you have similarities. So if you just take a second and review the show, then it helps get this message out to more people. If you take it a step further and you share the story, the show, on your stories, on social media. Again, it is such a you know huge thank you to me and I appreciate it so much. I appreciate you listening and it's just a great way to tell a podcast host that you, will, uh, you love what they do. So if you love what, what we do here, um, please, please just go ahead and head on over and leave us a review. Okay, so let's talk about handling the guilt of walking away from a job that, in, in particular, I, I know that I'm referencing teaching here, um, any type of service industry, you know, teaching, nursing, um, where you really are kind of almost putting some some people's needs before your own. I I know that that was something that I felt as a teacher. That was even something as a teacher I was dealing with is this feeling of I'm, I'm putting other people's children in front of maybe what I need to, to be happier. What maybe when I, you know, when I had kids, what they needed, uh, I would deal with that guilt on a day to day basis. And how do I handle that? And especially for being someone, I, I know probably if you're listening to us, you probably relate to me on some of these things where, you know, you weren't this type of person who could kind of go to work and just, be like well I'm just here to do a job like that's it Um, I'm just gonna do the bare minimum no you probably went above and beyond and you really wanted your your students to succeed which makes you a really great teacher Um, but that's where it gets really hard when you are thinking okay I've maybe this job has served me for this time period in my life and now based on what I'm going through or where I'm at in my life or maybe just a change of heart or just needing a change of pace or maybe your mental health or maybe the feeling of burning out like you are ready to maybe look into something different and and freelancing maybe has been that thing for you. And maybe you've had your business for a while now and it's been great and you've been thinking, hey, you know, maybe I could take a step back. You know, there might be an option for you to maybe go teaching part time. Maybe in some schools, that's an option. I don't really know if that was an option for me Um, at at my current district that I was at. I didn't I will say that I didn't really look into that, but it wasn't really something that I saw other teachers do. so I didn't really think that was a possibility but maybe maybe that's where you're at but there is still going to be a lot of guilt surrounding that decision for you I'm sure it's not a decision that you take lightly if you are a teacher if you have that teacher heart like I do it was not something that you were just like okay peace out see you later you probably went through a lot of different scenarios of what are my students going to think and what are my colleagues going to think and oh the parents of my students I don't want to let anybody down I don't want to let my administration down. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm just leaving people high and dry. Like there's a lot of things that go into I feel like specifically as teachers, but especially when they're it's not just you, it's not, you know, your decision and you're saying like, okay, even if it's like your colleagues, like, you know, that that in itself is hard to deal with that guilt, too. But now there are children involved and there are their families involved in it. And it kind of has this ripple effect, especially if you're in like a close knit community, Uh, it's really hard to kind of make that decision and just be like, okay, I'm putting in my two weeks notice, you know, kind of like you could do at another, maybe an office job or another nine to five job or a corporate job. Um, if you wanted to even take a different position, it's a little bit easier to make that transition where with teaching, it's not as easy. It, it, there's more that goes into it and thinking about, okay, what about my students? Are they gonna be able to pick up and are they gonna be able to handle it? And so there's a lot of guilt, but for, the first thing I want you to realize is that if you decide that for, for whatever reason, you have on your heart right now for maybe why you're thinking about taking a step back from your current job. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to explain why you are making that choice, even though in your heart of hearts, you want to you you want to give an explanation. You want to have people be okay with your decision. And so by like explaining it and trying to tell them like this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and please understand it. There's going to be people that are just not going to understand it. And so if you go into that decision with that frame of mind and know that, you know what, like you might give your reason, you might say, you know, I'm doing this, it's best for my family, it's best for my mental health, um, for whatever it may be. You just have to know that there are going to be people who will not understand it. And because for a lot of people, especially, you know, for me, like going into a freelancing type position, Three years ago, a lot of people didn't even know what that was. They didn't think that it was secure. And a lot of people are just they're in in a roundabout way when they show maybe um, that they don't I guess like the discernment maybe I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for but when they show um, that they don't understand what they're what you're doing or maybe they pass judgment on on what you're doing. It's not because they think that you're making the wrong choice. It's just that for them it's different. And so all of our brains are wired to protect if something seems new if something seems a little risky are even like our own mind. It's to protect us. And so I try to look at it that that's where people are coming from, not because they're judging me or they think I'm crazy. Maybe they do, but that they were just trying to protect me. They wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision. But ultimately, the the decision is not theirs to make, it's yours. And I'm sure if you're like me, you've taken the time to really think about your decision it wasn't something that you took lightly especially if you're a teacher and so I just wanted to kind of go into that with you know there are going to be people who aren't going to agree with you there are going to be people who think that you're not making the right choice there are going to be people who are going to pass judgment and that's going to happen no matter what hopefully you do have a good support system around you that will be there to say you know what like you are making a good decision it's what's best for you Um, and if you don't feel like you have that in your real life please come and join us in our free Facebook community AubreyMalik.com/slash. Community, because we will, we will be that support system for you. We will encourage you, and we will be there to kind of help you and guide you through this, and just be that s- sounding board and that support system for you. But just know, going into walking away from any type of profession, that you're going to have people, colleagues, friends, family—you know, the extended people of who you work with—that might not agree with what you're doing, and that's okay. Um, the second thing I want to say, as far as walking away, is. You know, we go into college at 18, which is still a really young age. There's still like so many studies out there that it's like your human brain, everything is still developing. And yet at 18, we're expected to go into college and make a pretty big choice of saying like, this is the career that I'm going to choose to study for that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's really hard as an 18-year-old. Like that's a lot of weight and a lot of pressure to pick a career that, you know, we don't know what life's going to throw our ways. And if anything, that is something that I've learned in the past five years alone. my, My husband has lost both of his parents in five years. Unexpectedly, we had no warning or any inkling that this was coming. And so you're expected to pick a career that, needs to serve you in, in whatever life throws your way and whatever you choose to do, you know, starting a family, maybe struggling with starting a family and all these different things. And and that's really hard because you can't predict the future. So it's hard to say like, OK, at 18, when I don't really have a, a really good grasp on the world, like standing on my own two feet, you know, I've seen the world from, you know, behind my parents and behind the shelter of my own home. And I'm stepping out and I'm entering adulthood and making a really big decision of saying like, hey, I got to pick this career um, and it's got to be the right one because I don't want to waste money as I'm going to college. I mean, I know that's something that I felt. I went into college with my major being Spanish and international business. And clearly that's not what I, you know, continued for. But I went in my first semester. I just felt I'm like, this doesn't feel right to me, but I don't know what does feel right to me. And I've got to decide. And I was going through all these different like aptitude tests and trying to figure out like, what is my career? And it's like, that's a lot of pressure for an 18 year old. And I was a fresh 18 year old. I have a late birthday. So what the week before I went to college, the first time I was still 17, I had just turned 18 and my, you know, my birthday and then I'm off to college and I'm like, okay and now I've got to make all these choices and picking a career for the rest of your life, like I said, to serve you during all of these different seasons of your life is really hard. So it's okay if you've, you know, you've done a career for 10 years, maybe maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more. And now you're saying like, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought or maybe, you know, this served me during a particular time in my life. And now that I've gone through life, I've experienced more, I've grown up, I've matured, I've kind of, you know, settled into my life or maybe, you know, what I envisioned my life would be is not what it is. um, And that's definitely hard to come to terms with, but it's okay to know that the teaching job or any job that you have that it served you when it did for where you were in your life. And that as your life has changed, as your situation has changed, as your circumstances have changed, you can change, too. Um, you know, I remember I, I always had a heart for children and I always had a heart for teaching and everybody said I would be a really good teacher. And so naturally, when I was like struggling with, OK, like, what do I do now that I don't think that Spanish and international business is my like career path? Um, I landed on teaching because, you know, I was thinking I my dream job was to be a mom. And so I thought, well, this would be a great job for a mom because I would have breaks off with my kids when their school was off and I would have summers off. And, you know, I thought that, you know, in 10 years when I do have a family, like this would be a great job. But until you actually become a mom, like you don't know what that's going to look like and you don't know what it is all involved in that. I know for me, you know, my son's First year life involved a lot of different appointments. He had surgery at four weeks old. And then before he turned two, he had surgery again and he had to see a specialist. And so his specialist was about an hour and a half away from our house. And so I had to be able to take off time for these appointments. And as a teacher, it's number one, it's really hard work to plan for a sub and to have sub plans like that in itself should be its own job. Um, You know, you would go to school sick because sub plans were literally, <laughs> Just so time consuming. And it's like, OK, like I can make it through the next six hours sick as opposed to like spending all this time writing sub plans. But then you also feel guilty because you're like, I'm, I'm leaving my students behind. And what if the sub doesn't do things the way that I do them? And there's just a lot of guilt associated with it. So, you know, looking in the future, I thought, wow, teaching would be really great. But what I found was that I really struggled with that balance of leaving my my kids air quotes, because they weren't they weren't my kids, they were my students. And then when my family came along dealing and and grappling with those feelings of, well, of course, I want to be able to drop everything and and go and rush to be with my son. But there was more to it. So it's okay knowing that that when I was a teacher that that job in that time served me really well it was a really great job for getting started and I did a good job at it but as my life and my situation has changed and like I mentioned too is as my family has gone through some pretty um, traumatic things in our life and had to deal with that like it's okay that I've I've wanted to look for a job that allowed me a little bit more flexibility um my father-in-law passed away a little over a month ago now and um he was going through some some different physical therapies and some rehabs and he wasn't able to drive um, leading up to his passing and I was able to kind of be that chauffeur for him and we joked about that but I thought about that you know if I was still in my current teaching job I wouldn't have been able to just you know go grab him and go pick him up and say okay I'll see you in an hour and then come back home and get work done and then go grab him and I'm so grateful that that I had that time with him, and again, like we don't know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we don't, we can't predict into the future, and we can't know. But I'm so glad that I, I listened to that pull and that call on my heart to find a job with a little bit more flexibility, as opposed to worrying about what everybody else was going to think, because, you know, I would be almost kicking myself thinking. I could have been there for him and I could have been able to have that more um, that time with him and that special time with him. And my boys got to, you know, be in the car with us and we would go pick up grandpa and take him to his appointments. And it was really a special time. And now looking back on it, it was like maybe, maybe all this stuff that I did and everything that I've worked hard for to have a job where I'm at home with him was kind of or at home with my kids. Like that was the initial goal, but maybe it was all leading to wow, you you know, there's going to come a time when your father-in-law is going to need you and you only have a little bit of time left and you get to be the one to be there for him because you're pursuing this job with flexibility. So. You know, I don't know if that was the the end goal, the ultimate goal, or if that was God's you know working in our life. I I like to believe that it was, but um, just knowing too that I didn't listen to like what other people thought, and I didn't you know let that be a driving force in my life. That I you know listened to what was that call on my heart and that because my life and my circumstances and my situation had changed and because, you know, like I said, five years ago, we lost my mother-in-law. And that was really a a pivotal moment in my life where I just said, I'm going to stop living my life, you know, based on what other people say is okay and what other people decide should be the path for my life and that I should stay in the classroom. Like if I want to, live a life that's a little bit different because I've already experienced this and I already know life is so short and you know my son was going through some things medically. I didn't know you know you never know you never know and so you don't want to live a life where you're living it for other people. Live it for yourself and live it for what's going to make you happy and what's going to be right for you. And as we all evolve and we grow, it's okay to want to live a life where you're happy as opposed to staying at a job Because you have this pressure on you or you're worried about what other people think. And I know deep down, you know, right now, like I I love my son's teacher. She's amazing. And I know that if if in the middle of the year or, or whatever, if she decided that she needed to step away for whatever reason. I mean, because I've gone through what I've gone through, I know that I would have um, empathy for her and I would have understanding. I would feel sad, but I would much rather if if she was in a place where maybe her mental health wasn't there or she had family situations that were calling her home or for whatever reason, I, I know that I would want her to take care of herself because as a teacher, if you're dealing with a lot of things, it's really hard to show up as your best self and as your best self for your students. So um, so yeah, it, you might have your parents of your students in your classroom that might be hurt um, and maybe they don't understand in the moment, but they, I know that deep down they wouldn't want a teacher there for their child if their heart really wasn't in it, if their heart was being pulled and called to do something different. And like I said, it, it's okay to know that you can evolve and you can change and you can pick something different. You picked a career and like I said, it served you for when it did. But if you, if your life has changed, if you want something different and, and, you know, 10, 10 years ago when I was, I mean, it's been a little bit over 10 years, but but when I was picking my career for the rest of my life, like I had no idea what the, what was going to happen in my life. I had no idea where I would be in 10 years. So now that I know what I know, I view the world differently. I view um, my value on, on how I work and how I live my life. And that's okay too. And that there should be a lot of value placed in that. And a lot of importance placed on that because we only get one shot at this life. And like I said, if and this, my life and what I've experienced and what my husband has experienced and our family has experienced is that life is so, so damn short. And we have no idea when it's going to be our time to be called. And so you want to live a life that, At the end of your life, you get to there and you say, I did it for me. And maybe I stumbled along the way and maybe that choice that I decided to make to walk away, maybe it didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to. But at least I tried. At least I'm not at the end of my life thinking, what what would have happened if if for three years I got to experience life like that? I think about that, too. You know, there's always a possibility that the online space, which I really don't think is going to happen, but that the online space could come crumbling down and I would have to go back to teaching but at least for these past four years, I've gotten to experience what it's like to be at home with my kids and to have a flexible schedule and to have that t- kind of life and to have that time with my father-in-law. Like, you know, you can't get time back. And so even if I did have to go back to teaching, like I got to experience it. So even if whatever it is that you're setting out to do, maybe it doesn't work out the way that you wanted to, or maybe it takes a little bit longer. But at least you've had the experience and you've had the growth and you've got gained the knowledge from trying it as opposed to wondering what if that that weighing laying over me um that weighing on my shoulders that what if what if you will try this what if you would have done this you know it it really haunts me and so I don't want to live my life like that too so there is going to be guilt surrounding it but If you go into it knowing that, hey, there are going to be people who don't understand it, it's not because they think I'm making a dumb decision. It's just because it's a change and it's different from what society says should be what your life and your career should look like, Um, especially if you're pursuing something in the freelancing space. I'm hoping that, you know, by me having this podcast and by me talking about it and other people going out there and being ambassadors for what we're doing here at Freelancer to CEO, that it's starting to become uh, more prevalent, that people are starting to see that, yes, you can make a living doing this and that that this is you know, a very viable career. Um, I'm hoping that that becomes the case. But even if they don't understand it, it's because they're just trying to protect you. They want what's best for you. And it's hard for people that are not in your certain circumstance or what you're going through to really know what's best for you. Only you truly know that. So if you feel like it's time to maybe take a step back, whether that be permanently or for just the time being for you to deal with what's going on with your life or to you enjoy time with your family. Um, I think that's the one thing that kind of helped me as I was walking away and I said, you know, it's really it's not because I don't love teaching because I do. And this was not an easy decision, but I know that I'll never get this time back with my kids. I'll never be able to relive this. And um, my principal even said this to me too. He said that his wife did this and she's never regretted it. And that was kind of, you know, something that helped me. So I want you to know that too. Like, you will never regret being at home with your kids, you will never regret having that time with them, having that special time with them. I will never regret, you know, even if my business wasn't doing well, if I got to spend that extra little bit of time with my father-in-law before he passed away, I will never regret that. I will be forever grateful and thankful for that too. And and that's kind of what I lead with and, and hold, close to me to help me deal with the guilt, because there are still some people who don't understand. There are still some people who every time the new school year is coming around, people will say, you going back to teaching this year? Um, And and that's hard. That guilt is hard. But um, I think about all the amazing things that that this business has brought me. I think about the time that it has brought me. And um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I say this all the time is that we can always earn more, more money. There's always something that we can do to earn money. So in this time, even if you're really struggling to t- get your business off the ground, maybe it's not happening as fast as you would like it to, and maybe you're not hitting the income that you would want to. I want you to also think about our other greatest commodity, and I think it's even it's even greater than money, but it's time. You know, you you can always earn more money, but you can never earn that time back. So even if your business right now is struggling and you're feeling that guilt and you're like, did I make the right decision, Like, think about, um outside of money I I know that we all need to earn money to to live but think about the memories that you've had with your kid in that time the time and that foundation that you've laid for your kids and that's something that you'll never you would have never been able to get back to so hopefully this kind of helped you to know that it's okay if you're ready to take a step back and how to handle some of that guilt and how to Uh, rationalize it in your head, because like I said to it, it is hard. Uh, But when you kind of look at it and say, wow, like at 18, I was picking a career that I didn't you know, I didn't know where I would be in 10 years. I didn't know how I would feel. I didn't know what life would be. And it's okay that because of all the things that have happened in in my life, because my circumstances have changed that I'm, you know, looking for a job that might better fit where I'm at in my life right now. And and that's okay. So hopefully this episode was helpful. I so appreciate you listening and sharing the podcast and continuing to come back week after week. It means so much to me. I hope you have a fabulous week and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode.